You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 22, tomorrow. Misled by Justine, Connor plots to exact revenge against his trusting father. In developments less grim, Lauren moves out of the hotel and makes for greener pastures, and an increasingly powerful Cordelia comes to terms with the fact that she is in love with someone other than Gru. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. <laughs> I'm Malirio. <laughs> Was that it? Was that everyone? Do I go now? You go. Wait, where's Pepe? Right, I'm going now. Pepe, say you're say you're here. <laughs> Sorry. Good. Uh, and I'm Matt. Hey. Hey, hey Matt. Matt. <laughs> so Hi, Matt. Matt, I have some bad news, Matt. We've oh. overbooked the podcast, and you're going to have to leave. <laughs> uh, I, I am refusing to leave. I'm sorry, Matt. No, I'm staying in this seat. You, if you don't volunteer to leave the podcast, folks, you will be forfeiting. Folks, get your cell phones out. Take this. Take you're this. Going, you're going to be forfeiting your voucher. Hey, no. hey. Hold on. I don't want your eight hundred dollars, Illyria. Not enough. All right. Hold uh, on. Give give him give give Illyria a Pepsi. We're give going Illyrio to a Pepsi back. call the authorities. <laughs> Uh, and scene. <laughs> and that's what date we're on. How, how about all you folks who are listening in the future? <laughs> oh, wasn't that 2012 election something? <laughs> I can't believe the guy from the United flight won. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. That poor guy who oh. refused an 800 going to get a million dollars. He refused 800 bucks. He was smart. Yeah. He's a doctor. He's a smart man. By the way, that that video of him running back to his seat, wasn't that the cutest little old man run? It looked like he was concussed. He was concussed. (laughs) He was bleeding from the mouth. It was terrible. Well, now that he's an internet celebrity um, (laughs) or internet known... Now's, now is when we find out that he, I don't know, has like kitty porn or some awful thing. <laughs> and we turn against him. Yeah. yeah. Or he, or he has a, a Reddit account and he says things that people don't really like. He gets Ken boned. <laughs> he gets Ken boned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's too bad about no privacy anymore. Yeah. Um, speaking of no privacy, we're currently surveilling Kim in her car as she's driving home, so that's why Kim's audio is a little uh, low to th- this week. Sorry, guys. I'll speak up. Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> so, so, just don't um, set off your OnStar or anything like that. <laughs> I'm, Plenty, skipping, I'm skipping right to the end. Oh, wow. To the middle. All right. Um, why have we not uh, properly established that Angel can't breathe and has no breath? Why have we not oh, properly? As- because, we have. Uh, Cord- both Cordelia and Angel check their breath to see if they oh, have I bad see. breath. Also, you can't whistle yeah. or talk without breath, but, you know, yeah. SOD. Mm-hmm. Jesus, um, haven't you guys covered this on Potential Cast already? <laughs> I'm just saying, he's checking this, the scent of his breath. That's really quite Yeah, weird. it really draws attention to Remember the Remember when Angel couldn't do CPR on Buffy? That was like season one finale. <laughs> 
But anyway. This is uh, true. But and, back to the beginning uh, of the episode. Yes. You wanted to say something or you, you're... No, I was I was just bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Um, so this is uh, this is the episode tomorrow that we're discussing the season three uh, finale. And uh, actually, first off, I should ask Matt, why did you sign up for this episode in particular? Uh, well, I was the backup. <laughs> that's that's right, you were. <laughs> well, right. thanks for backing it up. <laughs> I signed up for Lullaby, and I got that one. And I'm going to get the one that I want next season, Robin. So th- I was the backup for this one. All right. Well, uh, season spots are being taken up because I've already been threatened by Moira as well. So, uh, <laughs> if Moira threatens you, you better hurry up. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, this episode, uh, aired May 20th, 2002, right around the same time as the Buffy season six finale when, uh, my birthday. Oh, was it, was your birthday May 20th? Yeah. Every year. <laughs> well, um, we'll uh, we'll start saving for your birthday. Uh, yes, coming up. Hey, uh, could you meet me over at uh, Point Doom? Nothing bad will happen. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I thought you said Point Dune. <laughs> no, it's He's not Doom. the Quitsat Satarat. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Did she said that was her favorite place, or just one of her favorite yeah. places. She was. It was a pretty view, it, uh, or something. Yeah. Of doom. This episode's written and directed by David Greenwalt, one of the creators of the Angel series, and this is his last episode on the series. He's uh, leaving for uh, Greenwalter Pastures, uh, which would be what. Oh gosh, he goes on to do a couple of things. So he 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 comes with it. It's uh, miracles, Jake two point Those are two shows he works on, and then get immediately canceled. Was um, miracles the one with Skeet Ulrich? Yep, Skeet Skeet uh, Ulrich Ulrich. He does return at the end of season five because he you know he discovers that the show is probably going to be canceled. So um, he directs one more episode. Um, but uh, season four's uh, showrunner responsibilities, because, of course, Joss is off in space. So uh, season four's showrunner responsibilities go to David Simpkins for uh, the first, like, four episodes. And then immediately he quits and it goes to Jeffrey Bell. So Jeffrey oh, Bell is he our... quits? Yeah. Oh. I have no real dirt on that. All I know is he... He left. We should ask friend of the show Tim Minear what the dirt is yeah. on that. Um, all right, <laughs> who knows? Um, so you guys want me to get into the recap? Oh yeah, please. All right, so Gru brings some machna for Cordy, which is basically muddy water. It helps with the tension. Uh, Cordy chokes some down, and then Gru offers the schlug tea. And <laughs> uh, Cordy says she's not about the office sex, but uh, Shlugti is a next muscle, and later we can make the sex. And as that's happening, he, she suddenly moans, Angel. <laughs> that was very weird. Yeah. I, it's always embarrassing when I do that. <laughs> you just let it out of what's my Angel. Uh, good news, Angel didn't kill Holtz, and uh, Con, uh, Steven is uh, coming home. 
So, uh, and uh, Gru going to be fine. Gru is all, it says, uh, happy time, I think. I don't know if I stole anybody's quote. There's lots of quotes in here. I purposely, like, do not write exactly what those quotes are in your notes. So uh, we move over to Justine. Justine tells Connor that, or excuse me, Stephen, that Angelus, I mean Angel, uh, killed Holtz. I mean yeah. Holtz. Um, <laughs> uh, Stephen didn't want to kill him in return. No, he's got other plans. And that's when the theme music kicks in and I wrote down, air drums time. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, at first when you start listening to the tune, it's like like you're all about the cello, but really it's just rocking out the air drums. That, uh, so remind me, uh, what is everyone's opinion about Cordelia's hair? It's good. I don't like it. I like the cut, but the color needs to go. I like it. I like both the color and the cut. I think Angel has always been a fan of blondes. So, uh, I'm with Steph. Uh, I don't like barf. it. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. Because when I'll... I think of Cordelia, I don't <laughs> think of short hair. I think of long hair, which I prefer. Yeah. I'm, I like long hair anyway. I, Me too. I... Um, I've been like watching early Buffy. I keep mentioning this every time, but um, I keep thinking. I keep you know, and we're deep into the Angel Buffy romance at this time, the high school romance. But Angel's still like the same, like age basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just thinking, how weird would it be if like season three? And end of season three, Angel suddenly falls in love with a sixteen-year-old girl. <laughs> like, it just it's it'd be weird now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, random thought. Um. So uh, Angel sets up a room for Stephen, and turns out he's turned up tried about five, uh, four already. Um, and he says, "Oh, it's, it's a teenager. He's gonna need some TV, and uh, maybe an allowance of uh, fifty cents or a dollar or something." <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's so sad. It's so tragic because Angel is so happy and so excited and yeah. looking forward to his yeah. future with this son. I don't understand how this stupid kid can't see that this guy really loves him. Because he's been brainwashed and he's been, you know, just raised to believe that he's the prince of prince of lies. Mm. I think he does. I think he does realize that Angel loves him. But he's using that against him. I think he he's evil incarnate and he he knows it and he's using it mm-hmm. I don't think he cares if he breaks Angel's heart my thoughts are more along the lines of I think Steven slash Connor is dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he's acting entirely out of instinct and a false sense of being cunning I think that when you are homeschooled I mean raised by <laughs> a single like human entity your social skills and your ability to pick up on social cues are are quite uh, narrow in focus. Yeah. And really, the only person he'd ever be able to read would be Holtz, and no one else he can really read. So, th- to answer Matt's question, I don't think he can actually tell what love is. I think that he's, as Steph pointed out, been brainwashed, not necessarily in the kind of stereotypical movie sense, but just... When that's the, your reality, and that's all you know for what is it? He's supposed to be fifteen. Sure, sixteen, yeah. fifteen, sixteen. So he's a teenager, and so all these years <clears throat> he's been raised thinking he he knows what love is in the form of Holtz. That's, does he want to know? Does he want to know what love is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is is that our end song for the episode? I don't know. Good. Be. There's so many that are battling him out. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, so I, I don't think he can tell. And I don't think he cares because the one other person that exists in his reality has been murdered by this guy who may he have, you know, yeah. That he's so loyal to. Holtz doesn't seem to love Stephen either, breaking his heart like that, leaving Stephen him. Stephen was a tool. So yeah. he is a tool, and he was a tool. <laughs> Yeah. And he was a means to an end. If Holtz is, is his model for what uh, love is, then uh, yeah, obviously he would not know it if he saw it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the poor kid. <sighs> poor if only Pete someone Campbell. could show him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cordy says that Angel has the biggest and best heart of anyone she's known, and uh, Stephen will figure it out. And Cordy is making Angel very, very happy here, so uh, careful, Cordy. Um, <laughs> That's when uh, Lauren drops by to bring the room down and say, he's leaving. He's going to Vegas. Why? He's going to build was a club he, far he, away from people who might destroy it. <laughs> was he leaving the show because they were getting rid of the character? Or or are they just, what do you, I mean, like behind the scenes stuff. I mean, do you want me to tell you whether he was leaving the show or not? Yeah. Don't Does do everybody that. else want me to? Okay, never mind that. <laughs> I figure he's gone. I'm like, oh, he's I can back. wait. I can wait until we record uh, our, our next episode, and then Robin will just tell us anyway. Okay. <laughs> or will I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you bet damn right you will. <laughs> so Lauren's back, and uh, I'm not admitting that he's back, though. <laughs> you can make me. Spoilerception. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Lauren's feeling a little upset at how baby Connor might have turned out <laughs> as a teenager, and uh, he doesn't trust him. Um, so we go to Holtz's funeral, a lovely, <laughs> lovely time. Um, he talks about uh, Holtz's dreams of owning a ranch in Utah, and he promises. <laughs> yeah, and Justine, Justine's supposed to have went with him to Utah. Yep. I think Holtz just gave everyone the same line. The same bullshit story. Yeah. And I so, thought uh, I saw a little glimmer of recognition in Justine's eyes, but later later scenes prove that to be untrue. So he promises Holtz's body that he will cling to the good and lay waste to the evil. And then he lightly lowers his father's body to the ground. I mean, he just throws him off the truck <laughs> and cuts his head off. Well, he's worried that he might turn into a vampire now. So, yeah. you know, why, 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 why the niceties? Just get that corpse out of there. Just do it. Then it's Holtz on the Barbie. Everybody yeah, gets marshmallows out. Nope, I wouldn't do that. That's <laughs> yeah. course. There's two things you should never roast marshmallows over. <laughs> Painted... Painted wood and corpses burning. <laughs> uh, Lila finds Wesley in a British-themed pub uh, to remind him that everyone hates him and his big <laughs> is going to that I, I knew that this was going to go sour when I saw the two of them. Uh, I was like, something's going to happen between them tonight and it's going to be awesome. And the payoff was more than what I bargained for. <laughs> I think it was more than... Uh, Wesley bargained for too. It was amazing. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so she's like, "What's with Angel Junior? What could all this mean? Is he going to save us? Is he going to murder everybody? And what if he murders that Texas cutie?" And that's when Wesley wants her to leave, and she asks what it's like to get his throat cut. And that's when Wesley grabs her throat and offers to show her. 
and I didn't steal anybody's lines. <laughs> I made sure. Uh, meanwhile, Gunn and Fred finally show up at the hotel. <laughs> hey, where you guys been? Uh, you know, Steven ran off at the beach. <laughs> they stopped for uh, pancakes. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> of course they did. Speaking of, uh, Gru is about to pass out from irritation at the near pancake kiss <laughs> level of flirting going on between Angel and Cordy. Yeah. He's like, I'll slouched on the couch like he did. That was weird. And those two coming down the stairs, like, paying zero attention to Gru. <laughs> Saying nice, cutesy things to each other. Oh, poor Gru. Oh, Gru. <laughs> Lovable lug. Steven arrives to say that Holtz is gone. Angel apologizes and gives him the letter. And Angel says, maybe give the hotel a try. And Steven smirks and twirls his mustache and agrees. Yes, (laughs) I will give it a try. (laughs) Um, The next scene, Steven mopes over the letter. And Angel brings a bookcase of books. And says, hey, we can go see an action movie. We'll love it. All right. We need to discuss this. Have any, has anyone here ever moved a bookcase before? <laughs> yes, it's very heavy. Sure. So uh, do you leave the books in or do you take them out? If well, I'm, if if I'm lazy AF, I leave the books in and then I pay for it later. <laughs> if, if I want to spill all the books on the floor, I leave the books in. Do I have vampire strength? I just says this plays a factor in this whole thing. Yeah. Hey, people, take the books out. It gives you the perfect opportunity to dust the tops. Um, That's so, what I like to call a life hack. Tip, tip hero right there. Doom doom. Steven then lunges at him and wants, says he wants to learn to be just like his old dad. And they go to the lobby, and it's a makeshift danger room with Fred and Gunn with pillows in their shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> Totes and dwarves. Uh, Uh-oh. All right. Oh. Kim fell off. Oh, no. She'll be back. Okay. Even if I have to reinvite her. Yeah. Totes and dwarves, and we won't steal quotes, but that was... Oh, my gosh. Fred is so cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Cordy mourns that she can't join them at the movie because she has to have some alone time with What's-His-Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Fran, uh, uh, Cordy really wanted to go to the movies with them, but then she was like, ah, I forgot I made plans. Uh, this beady-eyed loser. Uh, this boyfriend of mine who left his entire dimension for me. Uh, stop being a loser, Gru. I wish uh, Angel would have taken Connor out on a case. Like, shown him... The work he does, how he's changed. Demonstrate, I'm not, you know, I'm a good guy now. These are the people well, I've helped. We kind of covered that last week yeah. whenever when uh, they were saving Justine from the vampires in the in the bar. And uh, Connor was like, why are you killing your own kind? He couldn't figure it out. Right. Mm. Remember that? I remember you discussing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. It didn't, you know, you would think that Connor would have, you know, thought, what is up with the dad killing other vampires? He, oh, he must not be all that bad. 
Yeah. It's not being yeah. too bad if he's killing he's vampires. So dumb, right? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe there's a demonic tree somewhere or uh, something mm-hmm. else they could fight. Yeah. I, you know, I, demonic just, tree. I, I think yeah, that whatever, whatever, the internet. whatever Angel does here, I mean, Holtz has been – like you can call it brainwashing or whatever, but he's trained him that this is – this guy appears to be good, but he's evil. And, okay. Well, then, can we take him to a psychiatrist? <laughs> no. If you've learned, have you learned nothing from this show? Fred <laughs> was rescued from a, a Pylea, and they never even let her see anyone about PTSD. <laughs> that's those, true. Those pancake sheets every morning—that's her self-medicating. You guys. Hey, they <laughs> let Wesley and Gunn fight over her. Jeez. Oh. No, you're right. They're, they're not good at denial. Or they're good at denial. They're not good at therapy. Nope. It'll work itself out. Plus, those poor saps don't have insurance. <laughs> well, fighting demons is Fred's therapy. What? That's not therapy. She's becoming... Stephanie, she's becoming... Oh, that's not therapy. She's becoming more, uh, you know, less damsel in distress. Ugh. Remember that time when they, the, those... Uh, math demons wanted to take her head. Oh yeah, the math <laughs> demons. Oh, good times. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do good things for your PTSD. <laughs> no, no, it won't, guys. It won't. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't I know. Guess... They wanted her. They wanted her brain. She was intelligent. They wanted her brain. I think that yeah. helps your self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way of seeing it. Um, all right, I guess I'll keep moving on here. Uh, so we go to Cordy's, and Gru says that he's wrong for her. He's not the he's not the one she loves. And Phantom Dennis waits in the bathroom with a loofah. See you later, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I invented that scene because it made sense. It just so, makes sense. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So um, is this the scene where we get uh, intercut between Lauren and Angel and Gru and Cordy? Yes. Yes, because Lauren is leaving Angel Hair. Yeah, that was really great. <laughs> Boobala. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, really great. I like the way they did that. I appreciated Lauren's CD cover, Songs for the Love, Lauren. <laughs> and then he mentions that he fired his agent soon after. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that, though. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was some clear bubble jet, like inkjet printer shit. That's <laughs> what that was, guys. Like, oof. There is an Angel soundtrack out there that does have some songs sung by Andy Hallett and as Lauren. Out there, do you mean bootleg? No, no, no. Like an actual legitimate release by uh, a WB. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I should. Have you reversed the album or... art? Does it have songs for for the for the love? <laughs> I, I wish. Um, I, I never actually owned a physical smart. copy. That would be smart. What kind of fan are you? I suck. I should really not like do a podcast on the show for like eight years. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> uh, we were on a break. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so he says, my gift for you is that Cordy loves you back. And then we go back and forth between Gru and Lauren telling Cordy and Angel that they were meant for each other. They care for each other so much. Yada, yada, yada. It's very obvious to all of us, but Angel and Cordy, <laughs> Um, and that's when they finally get it. Um, actually, it, like I made a note here, like Cordy finally gets it. Like Angel's known and kind of put that shit away, as you know, to because you know the whole missing baby stuff, and 
He didn't yeah. want to upset her. He was uh, wanting to call feelings. her on her vacation, but he didn't. Yeah. So, Kim, thank you for joining us again. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the current conversation surrounds uh, Lauren telling Angel how Cordy loves him. And grew telling oh, Cordy okay. that Angel... I was kind of, I'm very upset about this because I just don't like when people get together out of convenience and yeah, Yeah. whatever. Like I'm so invested in Buffy and Angel that this really (laughs) bothers me when there are these little detours. Like I understand for the purpose of the story, it makes sense. Yada, yada, yada. Two completely different shows. But they're on different networks now. They'll never be together. I know. Yeah, I know. It's just, ugh. And I'm at like, this oh, point, yeah, Buffy is there. having super Yay. dark sex with Spike right now. Oh, you like, yeah, don't even get awesome. me started on that. <laughs> don't even get me started on that nonsense. But, yeah, carry on. <laughs> well, I like the Angel Cordelia relationship. I love how they started as friends, almost yeah. reluctant friends, and then they fell in love with each other without actually just fully realizing it. Yeah, it's like, like oh, I yeah, the person I'm match. supposed to be with. Is my best friend who always is always there for me. These five words I swear to you. <laughs> Here, stick that one at the end, Robin. I just gonna I'm just gonna have you <laughs> sing a song. <laughs> um, I'm not putting that song at the end. <laughs> when you uh, sing, I wanna be the air for you. No, I sang that enough as a teenager. You. Crying to girls that didn't pay any attention to me. What as love ballad are you going to put at the end of the podcast, <laughs> Rob? Uh, Anima. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's uh, She's Going Down by Motley Crue is definitely going to be That's one of the ones that. Great love song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or maybe Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. One of those two. Oh, uh, that one's so raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about class warfare, too. Uh-huh. Um, so, moving on. Yeah, so uh, is this where Cordy has her, her self-vision or no? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Um, I just want to mention that um, yeah. Groove... Like, finally, like, kind of says, like, hey, tell me I'm wrong about this, you know? And then we pan over to Phantom Dennis standing there holding the door open for him. Um, That's another fan fiction. I didn't notice notice the Dennis thing, and I was looking for it. No, he was not. I totally made that up. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, it makes sense, though, right? Like, Dennis is like, finally, get out of (laughs) here. I had to watch you two. <laughs> I usually have a lone Lufa time with Cordy. Now it's this guy. This guy here, you know? Curvy Dennis. Uh, so we go to the drive-ins. And uh, if you guys don't know, the movie they're watching is Courage Under Fire. So that's the action oh, movie like that they movie, not just uh, yeah. a stock footage thing. That's mm. some footage they got from Courage Under Fire. Assuming they're just watching the movie Courage Under Fire. I don't know. I thought it was smart to take him to a drive-in and not a theater where he would possibly be claustrophobic and being so near to other people. Yeah, I was thinking, like, uh, why is Steven not losing his shit right now? <laughs> this giant screamed all these things. And all of a sudden, of course, the, the real chopper flies over the screen. Yeah, he's like, how'd they That's get that? That's why they need to be at the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And how come no drive one in. saw it coming? 
drive, it's a drive-in. Drive-through. Drive-through movies, but it just didn't work. Now I know I'm playing Sandy at the end. Um, so uh, the gang fights off some goons while Linwood and Gavin snicker together in a nearby van. And, and then we get an amazing scene. <laughs> Gavin surprised the kid is protecting Angel and he calls abort, abort. Angel busts open the van and expects mercy on the account of his son. And, or Linwood expects mercy. Steven says, stay away from my father. And he says, my name is Connor and you can fuck right off, dickweed. Well, that, I didn't want to steal anybody's quote, so... So before that, Angel... Oh, oh, sorry. Angel says to Linwood, unless I misheard, Angel says, you're not human. Angel says Correct? you're not human? Yeah, because uh, Linwood says, what are you going to do? Kill me here in front of your son? You're not setting a good example. Oh, yeah, You're going to kill right. a human. And Angel said, you're not human. Like, you know, you're a monster. Right. And that's when he goes. And then yeah, we, he says, you're but, not human. Police sirens start to come closer. Yeah. So I'm yeah, thinking, so that's, I don't think that's, I don't think that's just a figure of speech. Really? I don't think that's, uh, no, I think that uh, Angel did uh, the, the, the good old sniff test and mm. uh, did sniff human on Linwood. Linwood is not human, guys. He's not an android like Ted. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, definitely not human. Can't wait for season four. <laughs> okay. So, well, oh, sorry, uh, did, uh, did you hear Gunn say that he loved Fred because she ate all the popcorn? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that shit's so salty at the theater, you guys. <laughs> Maybe they brought their own. Why wouldn't you bring your own? It's a drive-thru. You can sneak it in. It's a drive-in. Drive-in. Not a drive-thru, drive-in. <laughs> same thing. Not the same thing at all. Not at all. <laughs> the drive-in restaurant would be great. You show up at the window and you, <laughs> and you eat <laughs> your meal. I'm here for courage under fire, uh, sir. No. Drive-thru, no. not drive-in. You pay for your meal. They, they give it to you and you sit there and eat it. And then you're done. You leave. You go through the drive-thru and they're like, so I, um, that's the father will kill the son and two fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought this was a drive-in. <laughs> yeah. Um, first off, Linwood says that he wants to carve up Steve Connor and see what makes him tick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connor, he's telling him, you know, we can be friends. You can see us. You be on our side. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's the, it's the whole ET trope, right? Let's let's get this thing and let's figure out what it's made of. <laughs> let's dissect it and kill it. Right. <sighs> so early on, <sighs> when the and Angel are picking out uh, rooms for Connor, they talk all about how they can't stand it that Cordy can't get used to calling him Stephen. Mm-hmm. And Angel said, right. "Well, that's what he, he's going by now." And so that was to make it a big. Uh, to make it more dramatic when Connor says, uh, you know, don't call me Stephen. My name's Connor. I'm proud to be Angel's yeah. son now. It's I'm very happy we could just call him freaking Connor. <laughs> you know, for the rest of this episode, I'm just calling him Connor. Because um, he doesn't insist again, like, no, no, no. My name is actually Stephen now. Um, oh, my God, kid, make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so exasperating, these teenagers. Um, so this is when Cordy talks to herself. <laughs> sort of. 
this is it great. appears that she is. And I thought it was great. I saw what was going on. I was like, ah, she's actually just seeing a vision of herself later. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not actually having a conversation, and I was correct. Yep. That was awesome. And so after that, we go to Angel bouncing around the lobby, whistling. Cordy wants to talk about his uh, feelings for her, or for him, and she says, let's meet at Point Doom. <laughs> so good. I know it's and not Connor spelled D-O-M, but. <laughs> little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, Connor when, is, uh, Connor's like, you know, way to go, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to know that you're going to be alone in, in a little while and, you know. Um, and Fred gives him a little poke with a steak. That to make sure. was amazing. <laughs> That's the kind of callback I appreciate. That was great. <laughs> so uh, the next scene, we go to bedside. Wesley and Lila finish boning, and Wesley tells her to get out. And Lila is like, "Ooh," and uh, she's like, "Don't fall." And you know, I, I'm not going to steal anybody's quotes here. <laughs> Yeah, there's some really quotable stuff here. Oh, oh yeah. my god, they totally banged you guys. Guys. Banging, boning. Can you be a little classier? Oh, Say porking. They, <laughs> oh, porking. They porked. Yeah, no, they totally hate fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is, everyone. We've all been there. Come listen, on. Kid, listen, kids. <laughs> you may find yourself in a similar situation. Uh, Is it wrong that I'm now highly attracted to Wesley? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> because I am too. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I said nothing. I, I appreciated Lila's back. I was like, ooh, Lila. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so Lila says that he's losing his soul and then leaves. Get it? Because he's on. Oh, am I the only one disappointed that Lila didn't have like a huge tattoo on her back? <laughs> Like that would be like really, really, really fitting and yeah. perfect. For that was like Wolfram and Hart's logo or something. No, <laughs> lower back. No, like maybe something like a giant koi fish and like some kanji or something. You know, because she's she's got She's got to be like all into the yakuza, right? I guess. Yeah. I would have loved it was just like a Blink One Eighty Two tramp stamp. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh, god. don't ask. Oh. <laughs> Are you telling us that you have a Blink-182 tramp stamp? I have a Blink-182 tramp stamp. <laughs> I'm just trying to normalize it. It's all about normalization. Yep. Um, so Angel waits for Cordy at Point Doom. Uh, checks his breath. <laughs> uh, and the hair, perfect as always. And then he checks it. Oh, he drops his cell phone down a cliff. Well, all right. not going to need Angel, that, right? Angel is such an old person. <laughs> Oh, I've dropped my phone. Oh, I hate those things. <laughs> that damn Star Trek. <laughs> no, he has a jitterbug. Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, uh, no, I, he probably doesn't, but man, that would be great. Uh, so we go back and forth here for the rest of the episode. So you go to Cordy in traffic, and then she starts glowing, and everybody freezes. Oh, by the way, the part where. Lila and Wesley were together was when I got Rickrolled on my uh, the copy of Angel that I was watching. <laughs> what? Never gonna pay you. No, tell me, tell me. What? Seventy five percent through this pirated like stream because I can't watch it on Netflix. My DVDs are what? at my what parents' house in Arizona. They got yanked from Netflix. What? Yeah. Not in my region. 
It's yeah, like they got from... already, Illyrio, and you just want to rub it yeah. in. I do. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, jerk. Oh, uh, hey. Uh, yeah, so anyway, speaking of I, jerk, I'm watching I'm this stream. Up to you. <laughs> no, go on, go on. No, no, no. It's killed. You killed it. Story's uh, done. RJ Martinez is with us in the chat and asks if he's late for the show. No, you're not, RJ. You're right on time. Uh, Linwood does work at Wolfram and Hart, so the human part is questionable. That's a good point. And lastly, I had to read this. Yes, I love Hate Fuck Wesley. <laughs> hate Fuck Wesley okay. is the best, Wesley. Okay, let me ask you this. I feel like Lila's... Lila is all a, a, an act. I think she really likes... I think she really likes Wesley. I think no she way. puts on an act for Wolfram and Hart. But she's Just so for Wesley? mean to him. She's really, really mean to him, though. Yeah, how, I, how do you, how have you gotten that from what you've I seen just, so far, Steph? Well, just because like this season we got the story about her mother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I so we know there's that, like a normal side to her. Yeah, I, I don't think she's as evil as she wants everybody to think she is. All right. Well, maybe. Oh, I agree with that. I thought you meant like just specifically Wesley. No, I just think there's a little part of her that's like, oh, I kind of enjoyed this. I really don't hate myself for mm-hmm. doing this. Um, I'm sure she hates herself completely. So uh, I don't think she's proud of it at all. Connor shows up at Point Doom. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, to show him how he feels about family. And that's when Connor begins throwing Angel around on the beach. They like kind of roll down to, down that cliff. He's like, hey, my phone. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you realize, oh, when he wanted to fight to spar in the hotel he actually had a plan he was learning angels learning angels moves moves yeah. Oh, yeah i mean i guess like you get that idea but also like because I, I was just like so he learned all of angels moves in that one sparring match i don't know about that they were there all day remember cordy was complaining about the mess yeah that's true and and, and gun was tired he i just thought it was a, uh you know what <laughs> instead of a you know who I thought it was like a kind of a con to make Angel think that he was not as strong as he turns out to be on the beach here. Cordy's or Cordy Connor really like gives it to him. It's like oh, I yeah. see. So he was basically pretending to be uh, not super strong when sparring with Angel to then surprise Angel when know. he actually turned on the jets. I mean, he did see him in the club, like do like a leapy attack and yeah, yeah, take down a bunch of vamps. So, I don't know. Uh, back out on the highway, uh, this is when Skip shows up. And says, Cordy, you're not dying. This is the beginning of your ascension to become a higher being. Skip and, uh, is the worst. Skip, <laughs> remind me what your ridiculous theory is about Skip. Because I forgot. Oh, Skip, um, Skip's deal with Cordelia wasn't a test. It was Skip really uh, being... Uh, under the gun professionally because he had this really great uh, record, but then Angel came and liber and beat him and, and liberated one of his prisoners. And so Skip's idea was to convince Cordy to change the past so that that would never happen and Skip would still have his professional reputation. Uh, Skip is pissed that that didn't work. Skip wants to get back at Angel. He knows that Angel is going to be um, uh, disposed of, but if Cordy meets him, it's not going to happen. So he offered Cordy uh, this this whole thing, so I don't know. I, this is the longest of long cons. Yeah, very long. <laughs> Season long. Um, yeah, 
Well, um, he he pretty much says this is, this is a test, and that she's passed. His power didn't corrupt her. She didn't use the glowy light to I don't know take over the world or what, I don't know what we don't really we're not really specific on what the hell the power is, and I'm not sure if Cordy knows either. Okay, guys, let's have a serious conversation. Yes, Cordy is not competent. She's not competent. I can't. This this bourbon is very good. Okay, <laughs> this is irony right here. Uh, You're witnessing it live. Competent enough to be a higher being. Skip is full of shit, and he's telling her, "Oh, you're going to evolve from this plane. You're beyond this dimension. You're going to go to a dimension where you're actually where you'll fit in because you're a higher yeah. being." He's appealing to her ego. He's appealing. You think to they're her- playing her? Yeah, he's playing her, guys. He's the worst. Skip is terrible. So. Skip is bad. He's a bad whatever. You know, she even says, Hey, uh, can you tell Angel? He's like, No, I can't do that. Guys, of course he can do that. He doesn't want to go there because he doesn't want to interfere with Angel being disposed of. Skip is the worst. Yes, but as far as his performance, the reason he is so brilliant is because he's saying all these like dramatic things, but he's saying it very matter of factly. Yeah, and it's that's why it's so funny. Oh, I agree that it's uh, humorous, uh, but the character is an asshole. Everybody gives him a pass because he's charming. <laughs> Not this guy. I don't. I don't buy his bullshit. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, you know, we don't have all. I don't. I. I. I'm frustrated with this. Not you know, just taking this scene on its own. I'm just frustrated with this whole setup because it's kind of like, who would just be like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't quite understand why, like he, she hasn't honed her skills. She hasn't honed her skills. Like what does she know right. how to do? She doesn't know how to do anything. Well, they're going to teach her when she her. gets there. No, exactly. no, no, no. That's what no, I think. No. He says, you, you are moving on. You, you're, the, the, you're done here. There's nothing for you here. Right. You've, you've proven yourself with this, this, and this. No, it's bullshit. Uh, to, to quote uh, Billy Elliot that I saw at the Berkeley Playhouse two weeks ago, they're not looking for someone fully formed, Billy. They teach you the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know who this Elliot guy is you're talking to, but uh, I'm... Uh, it's an ET reference. Know. I'm just... I know. I'm, I do, ah, I'm convinced Skip is bad. I'm convinced he's playing Cordelia. Cordelia, who knows where she's going to end up. It's terrible. Uh, I'm not pleased. And I was definitely frustrated at this point because, you know, as as a first-time watcher, just because it's just, you're getting to this point, you're like, yes, finally. You know, I, I don't know. I was kind of like, all right, this, let's get this on. I, waiting in the wings, that was some hot chemistry right there. And I want these two, and mm-hmm. they're so good to each other, and I want these two to be together. And then Skip lays this, like, you're a higher being, you need to come with me kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, what? Like, I'm not what? convinced yet. I'm not convinced <laughs> that this is more important than what's what's going on here. And especially since, you know, uh, uh, Damien is throwing uh, Angel around on the beach, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know. Didn't she say something like, this is the final test? Like, this is the test. I, yeah. I have to get so close to what I want and then give it up. And that proves that I'm ready to be a higher being. Right. What if she's like, okay, well, I guess I failed that test because I still want what I want. I guess she thinks that she has I think she's, gone past I that. Think I think she's know. kind of torn because, yeah, she realizes she is in love with Angel. 
but she she hasn't she hasn't been in love with him. She just realized it in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because even when she had the vision, let's say an hour before, she was even talking to herself. Am I? Like she yeah, has to convince herself, you know? So I don't think she's like, I don't think it's going to hurt her so much to, to, to not follow that path. You know what I mean? Because they, they haven't really explored it's, that. It's just sort of this new thing. But It's hey, her last temptation. I, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's ridiculous anyway, so it's a moot point for me. Yeah, it's weird. Um, again, you guys know how I, where I stand here. It's it's just so contrived. Uh, and Cordy, like, okay, if I believe this, then Cordy's not a problematic character. But because I don't believe Skip, Cordy is, to me, a problematic character because she's, like, fluctuating between being vapid and airheady and being, like, a stalwart member of the team who's also you know, a confidant and a trusted advisor. And so it's, it's, it's really rough to, ha- to, to see her just be kind of duped like this. Again, this is opinion and conjecture, but I don't like it. Who's going to give them their visions now? Please don't tell me it's gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're back in the, <laughs> we're back on the beach and, uh, the father and son are fighting in the, in the waves and, um, there's there's tasers, there's knives that come out, and Angel is finally down, and Connor signals to nearby tugboat captain Justine. Oh, and... this got me so mad too. <laughs> Where are they bankrolling this? How are they paying for all of this nonsense? <laughs> you don't have to pay and for the boat. Be- you could just steal the boat. When did she become a welder? <laughs> Where did they find an iron coffin with a glass front? Where did they find this? You know, it's Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah, Ugh. I know that what that means. Be <laughs> That's like, a good answer, though. <laughs> but anyways, forget it, Kim. It's Chinatown. <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, yeah. So we go aboard the SSFU Dad, and uh, Connor has Angel <laughs> in the steel box. Redeems. <laughs> He says, you don't get to die. You get to live forever uh, at the bottom of the ocean or whatever. And Connor pleased him. He's like, you know, someday you're going to forget. You're going to regret this. And I don't want you to. Just remember, I'm your father and I love you. And he says this over and over again as Justine is welding the box shut. And uh, I like what Boreanaz does here. You can see there's a bit of fear in his eyes right as they're about to push him off the the deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, a little bit of panic. Yeah, it's like I'm this fucked. is I'm honestly fucked. this is my worst nightmare being buried yeah. alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not only that, when I when you saw there was the glass top to this coffin he's in, yeah. I was like, now he gets to watch that he like can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be it dark is, down there. Yeah, it'll be dark down there, but in the daytime, you make it a little bit light. the most depressing thing ever. Uh, the part that gets me is that he's also tied up. Yeah, That's yeah. nasty. He's uh, got a. Uh, I mean, unless you're into that kind of thing. Steel wire around him. Yeah. But he will be without blood. Yeah, he'll starve soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Skip says it's time, and Cordy says, what, what does she have to do? And he says, just say yes. And she's like, I already have. And uh, light beams from the sky, stars surround her, and she floats into the sky like a... Space unicorn. Uh, I was going to say angel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love this ending. Yeah, I, something I didn't realize before—I I, it just dawned on me watching it this time. 
He is descending as she is ascending. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice juxtaposition. It's, mm-hmm. it's very uh, college film student. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. Beautiful. It is very nice. I, I like the whole effect of her being on the highway with the frozen yeah. traffic. Even then, though you can see the traffic in the distance is moving. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, Angel and them are moving while this is going on the highway frozen. Yeah. So Skip climbs into Cordy's car and moves it safely off the highway and then unfreezes time. So that was the part we missed this deleted scene. Um, and um, Gunn and Fred, who, by the way, they're characters on this show, are wondering where uh, Connor is. And nobody's answering Angel and Cordy's phones. This episode just kind of go by without us. And yeah. uh, we see those You're final moments. for pancakes. <laughs> final moments of Cordy ascending and... Angels sinking to the bottom of the sea, so, brooding <laughs> under the sea. So how's the team going to figure out Cordy's gone? I think Wait, Skip is going to show. <laughs> well, Skip tells his team, and he's sort of telling Angel. He doesn't know, right? Well, Anyways, whatever. Don't tell me. Obviously, we'll find <laughs> out next season. Yes, on then hell. So that's the episode. That was pretty. Uh, I was very frustrated at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, Cordy is a higher being. I don't know, guys. So is this Charisma Carpenter's mat leave? Is this her what? Maternity leave. Oh, maternity leave? I thought he was telling me to leave the podcast. He was like, this <laughs> Matt, leave. No, we've already established. We're waiting for the authorities to show up. You're being swatted right now. No. <laughs> Very slowly. Um, hey, look at this. Uh, RJ Martinez. Skip is a cock blocker. <laughs> Uh, Cordy's power is to be a human nightlight and my favorite statement so far RJ, I agree with Illyrio I hate Skip too (laughs) bang on, there we go well I think uh, he's just like a a messenger from the powers that be isn't he no, he's he's a rogue agent working for himself (laughs) he's got great makeup though yes, I agree so do we, Robin, do we want to talk about Charisma Carpenter. I mean, I, I this is I, I don't want to really talk about her. No, I don't. Not till okay. I would say I would. Well, I can tell you at a later time when I want to talk about her. So <laughs> trust me, I I've done a lot of research and I had a lot of help in the potential spoilers group, and uh, uh, I have a whole Google Doc dedicated to things. Ah, uh. ready to go. I just don't think it's the right time. So uh, I'll just say, guys, it's the same thing about Lauren. Like, uh, do you really want to know whether or not she's coming back? Yeah. (laughs) Kim does. (laughs) Illyrio? I can wait. Okay. (laughs) Illyrio pulls the veto again. (laughs) I can't wait for the drunk Shimona part of this episode. (laughs) Um, Illyrio, did you find yourself a drunk Shimoda? I find myself a drunk Shimoda every day. Today's drunk Shimoda is moi. Okay. <laughs> um, no, so there are bloopers. I will post them in the group. Um, Yay! I love that. I love that Yay, we finally bloopers. get to see the bloopies. Um, and uh, yeah, so we should do some ratings and find out where we land with that, and then I can read you what our season scores are. Awesome. 
Um, hey, guest. Hey. What would you say this episode is uh, is, is worth? Uh, I would. Ten. I would say this episode is fine. The ending is very dark, but literally it's dark out by that cliff. Um, but just, this is what seems like not a lot happens. Like we've been down this road of uh, Connor and Stephen being with Dad and not with Dad, and moving into the hotel and not moving into the hotel. And, uh, the fucking kid, I hate him. Um, I'll give him the eight out of ten. Drive-in movies that lead to fisticuffs. That's the best I got. Not, not too insightful. Sorry, guys. Okay. I'm tired. Well, <laughs> it's a long day. Actually, can I go down? Uh, oh, sure. To build on what Matt said. <laughs> yeah, There's, please do. There, there are a lot of like long scenes. A lot of a lot of dialogue. Not a lot of action. And there is uh, it. People's motivations are are clearer in this episode than they have been. Like, what is Holtz up to? What is Connor up to? What does Connor know? What does Holtz know? What does Angel know? This, it's, it's, uh, it's more, uh, there are, uh, mysteries, like, uh, you know, we find out at the end that Connor was just playing Angel when he, you know, was, went to fight him early, earlier in the episode. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I like it. I give it eight out of and uh, pokety pokes to their ribs with a steak. <laughs> Pokeries. <laughs> uh, Mark Gabby down for no score. Um, him. him. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. Nice. Um, I kind of liked the open ending. You know, it was frustrating, but it wasn't frustrating to the point where I was just like, ugh. I was more like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your rating I, system? I, sure. <laughs> uh, I really, like when Steph uh, mentioned earlier, the, the the very last scene where she uh, Cordelia is going out and poor Angel is just there helpless going down. I'm just like, okay, how the hell are they going to get out of this situation? Mm. How is Angel coming back? Because the show's called Angel. It can't really go too long without him. And I want to know if Connor is going to sort of play, oh my gosh, Gun and what's her nuts? Because I can't remember her name right now. Um, Fred. Uh, Fred, thank you. Like if he's going to play along trying to, you know, help find Angel when we come back in season four. And then when are they going to realize that Cordelia's gone? Mm. You know, because no one knows that she's missing except for Gru. And Gru kind of told her to go be with Angel. So maybe he's like, they ran off together. And no one's searching <laughs> for them for a while, right? Right. So They've eloped? So maybe. It's funny. Who nobody knows? asked me if Gru was coming back. <laughs> Just saying. Kim, oh, continue. I, like, and exactly. What happens to Gru? Does he go to the other dimension? Does he hang out with Lauren? Like what? Like because he's yeah. has kind of nothing to oh, you imagine Gru hang around Vegas? for. He would do so Gru great at like Thunder Down Lauren. Under type thing. Lauren, Lauren, I was I was handed these business cards by gentlemen outside who were flicking them, <laughs> and they say that if we require female accompaniment, all we have to do is come. Isn't it convenient? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, ah, but I would. I'm just sort of frustrated because i want more obviously as i always do and uh i, I kind of got mad at cordelia too because 
she's been so rude to Gru without even realizing it. And then when he confronts her, she's afterwards, she's still like, I don't know. And I'm just like, ugh. I just don't like their whole setup. Anyways, uh, I'm going to give this a good 8 out of 10 regretful evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought this episode was fantastic. Uh, I thought that there was some pretty interesting uh, token appearance by Linwood and Gavin. I thought the failed kidnapping was hilarious. Uh, the, the the whole training uh, segment with people wearing couch cushions in their clothes was beautiful. It reminded me of the basement wrestling league that we had when I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, I will say no more. Uh, 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 <laughs> and there's so much of this episode that is kind of irritating, but I, I, all in all, it's really great. Um, you know, our hero is uh, abandoned in the middle of whatever, at the bottom of whatever body of water, and uh, hey, he's fucked. <laughs> there's no other way of putting it. Um, uh, Cordelia is just gone. They're super gone. Wesley is uh, trying to come to grips with the fact that he's just a sex machine. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all have and, to deal with uh, that. <laughs> Gunn and Fred are going to get played, and then uh, yeah, Lauren. Good, good luck, Lauren. I hope you make it. Uh, I'm giving this episode. Uh, let's say uh, I'll give this episode eight point five. Um, what's a good one here? No longer sexually frustrated, Wesley's out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love this finale. It's probably not my fav, not my favorite. It's, not, it's definitely not my favorite. Um, the whole, I, I everything with Connor and Angel works for me really well. I I get right into that. It's the whole skip appearing out of nowhere and saying, actually, uh, uh, the script here says you need to be in the clouds. So, uh, <laughs> hey, come with me. Uh, it, it it makes me just kind of like go because it's such like a out of nowhere thing. I think you mean to say lazy writing. Mm, I don't want to say that because it's David Greenwald's final episode on Angel, and but know, it doesn't change the facts that that's it, lazy writing. I don't know if they've planned this all out from the beginning, but it seems to come out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, this is like, something exactly, that was introduced what... halfway through the season in birthday. So sorry, stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt to uh, take your spotlight away, but like that's why I was wondering <laughs> if this was a good time for us to talk about Charisma Carpenter because I was wondering like did they did they not did they not have any other choice? I you just know what think I'm saying? this like, is I really did think this is outside, something. Did outside uh you know outside uh <laughs> events dictate this or was this their plan? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So um Robin, go ahead and finish up, and then I want to touch lightly on what Steph brought up. Okay, but I, I let me just do the scores too. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, just, please, I'll just please, wrap it up. And say uh, absolutely. I'll, I think uh, eight eight out of ten sinking feelings. Um, I'll just give it that. <laughs> Damn you! That's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh. uh, it's it's oh, actually oh. it's actually from a quote. So <laughs> just, I know, but still, <laughs> it, it kind of works. Uh, so the, the episode, the season finale, gets uh, eight point one. Um, so. How does that compare to the other finales? Let's see. 8.1 for this, 9.1 for There's No Place Like Blitzglurb, and 9.4 for Shenshu. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Diminishing returns. <laughs> and uh, That's actually, because I thought it was better. Anyways, the season the the season overall is actually um, uh, season two, then season three, then season one. We have the season overall ranking. Um, actually, no. It's actually the worst. Never mind. It's, it's the least favorite. Uh, the season uh, overall season is six point seven overall. Um, let's see. Wow. I'm going to go through everybody's scores here. Really? Makes no sense. Matt, I think uh, I think we're grading it on a curve. We have to be because we've seen so much. Anyway, continue. Matt, as you uh, are representative of all the guests that we've had here. Um, you guys uh, got it. Gave the whole season a seven point four collectively. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go on. Down. Gabby gave it a two for the one episode she was on. That she gave a two. <laughs> that averaged out to two. <laughs> uh, let's see, Illyrio, you yeah. gave it a seven. It, it came out to seven point six for you this season. Um, let me see if that's. Season two was seven point nine. Season one was seven point four. So it, it ranks second in seasons for you. Uh, Kim, you gave it a. It, it comes out to seven point three for you, um, oh. and it is also second to season two. Um, Steph, you gave it a seven point nine, and it is also second to season two. <laughs> And uh, I gave it a 8.2 Because <laughs> I love Angel <laughs> And it also ranks second to season 2 Alright, so, right, so if you eliminate Gabby's score Then it's uh, Clearly second behind season 2 <laughs> Yeah Yeah okay. um, So, yeah What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, first, RJ Martinez writes So Connor Steven is the Don Palmolive of Angel <laughs> And oh, those! Yeah, you know it's it's very easy comparison at this point. Don't you think? <laughs> then he says, "I give this episode eight out of ten. One hateful night with Wesley." <laughs> um, so, let me ask the question in this way: Hey, uh, were they potentially writing off Cordelia because they weren't sure if she was coming back next season? <laughs> Um, I don't know what their potential plans were. There are things that are mentioned in interviews that I'm going to bring up in, in a later episode. Um, but uh, um, is a later episode going to be the next episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Interesting. Okay, that's very fascinating. The time um, when we're going to talk about this. I would have assumed that we could have talked about this right now or at the end of the next one. But that's uh, but that makes me go. Hmm. Let me read this from my um, Hollywood Vampire book. Um, this is written by a critic, and it's done around the time when this aired. It says the period immediately following season three brought a flurry of speculation in the media concerning the future of Charisma Carpenter. E online columnist Wanda. Uh, noted that a WB source told me that it had not been decided whether Charisma would return to Angel as she's been struggling with a personal problem that affected production. Charisma was allegedly told to take a month off to take care of it. If she didn't, she'd be out. (laughs) TV Zone, TV Zone in italics, yeah, stated the actress had been in quite a bit of trouble with the producers concerning this personal problem. Carpenter's agent, however, hotly denied such, such allegations, suggesting that perhaps Wanda was confusing Charisma with Witchblade star Yancey Butler. 
And that's all they say about it in this book. <laughs> Who's wow. Yancey Butler? The star of Witchblade, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yancey Butler. Yancey. Yancey. Oh, Yancey. So Yancey was named Yancey because her, her parents, at the moment the nurse was filling out the birth certificate, one of them sneezed, and the nurse was an idiot. <laughs> Her name is Nancy. <laughs> okay. Nancy. I know what I I know a Yancy. It's a male. Really? Mm-hmm. She was in a film called Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. Sweet. <laughs> was it filmed in Canada? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. The the best part of the rumored legislation is that we're uh, we're all going to be allowed to grow pot plants at home, uh, but a maximum of four. Laura Flynn Boyle plays Agnes slash the witch. (laughs) Nice. That's fitting. Um, (laughs) Hey, uh, we didn't get any feedback for this. Oh, we did. Really? Huh? I don't. I didn't see any pop into my. Uh, yeah, me neither. You know. I, I just checked again, and there was nothing. Check wow. your potential cast address too. Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> that one? No. That, that's done. That's done and done. Season three finale, guys. Come on. Nope, anyway, all right. maybe we should. I should announce our plans from here. Uh, well, first of all, if if you want to send us stuff, you can do that by sending us an email at. Redemptioncast at gmail.com. I had to think for a second. <laughs> uh, or you can check out our Twitter page at RedemptionCast. Uh, but the place to be is the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash PotentialCast. Hey, Robin, what are our plans for next season? Okay, so we're going to try a little experiment here, uh, which is to kind of speed things up, because I know you folks that have stuck around for us this long or perhaps jumped on board and said, Jesus, really? It's taken this long for them? Statistically, well, I looked at the stats, and statistically, uh, and the longer between episodes, the more subscribers we got. So I don't know, <laughs> but you guys are smoking. No, that's actually not true at all. Yeah, okay. The numbers have been very steady, though, so I do appreciate people not deleting the feed. Yeah, Podcasting's totally. Things hard, especially when they're like four of you. I okay. still think you're going to finish before McKinley Cast finishes Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's potential. <laughs> um, so basically, what we're going to do is going to kind of give this uh, give this uh, podcast a little jolt, and uh, you know, a couple of us have done. Um, at least me and Steph have done a podcast where we're where we talk about a couple episodes at a time, and that's what we're going to do on Angel, just to kind of push things along. Since we don't record like every week, if we recorded like every week, we'd probably do an episode a week, no problem. But you know, if it's like every two, three, four weeks, want to kind of push it along. So we're going to do two episodes at a time. Um, for season four, and see how it goes, and if it turns out to suck. <laughs> we'll go back to our regular format in season five. So, uh, or even I, earlier if it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just have guests that are on for two uh, consecutive podcasts. <laughs> so, uh, I will put the uh, guest list up. Uh, apparently, Matt and Moira both uh, have reserved uh, I would part like of that to season. Every episode, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, we'll do the same thing as last season. We'll just have them for two episodes at a piece. We'll basically first person that 
reserves it, gets the first slot, and then you know that episode can be uh, will have a waiting list slot as well. So I'll fill those up, and uh, yeah, I'll get that all posted in the group when I have a moment. Thank you for that. Also, Buffy Summers just commented, "Good call for season four. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and uh, RJ Martinez says that uh, they've been a listener since season two of Potential Cast. That was. Nine years ago. <laughs> really? 1992. <laughs> 92. What? <laughs> uh, this is it was, it was, it was uh, uh, five years before Buffy season. I enjoyed it. Uh, I can't wait till next season. It's going to be great. I can't wait for us to be able to talk about Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. I, I, I promise to pretend to not have Googled everything. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. And Americans, uh, order your DVDs. Yep, this will make a season uh, four days today. But isn't yeah, it or, on Amazon or Hulu or something? I believe it's on Hulu. Ah, it's off you, Netflix. Now. Maybe YouTube as well. Well, I saw, I saw a couple like dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine oh, prices per episode, and I did not want to pay, pay that. Stuff on YouTube. If you're the kind of person that gets discs in the mail for Netflix, you don't want to get completely frustrated as we take like three months to go through four episodes. <laughs> Um, you, this might actually work out for you better. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I announced stuff at the end of the... You want to do quotes first? Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Kim. I wasn't thinking about you when you were here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robin, oh, Olivia, Kim, my God, Stephanie. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. I just want to say it is always an honor to make sex with you. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't mind when you said, mind if I join you? And we, we all said on many levels and with great intensity. <laughs> He's really happy, but not perfectly happy. I hope <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole episode right there. That was the best. Like, dude, you better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I thought for sure someone else was going to do a Wesley quote. I just oh. did a Wesley quote. <laughs> On many levels that and with great intensity. That's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling your 16-year-old boy that. Well, somebody's got to make sure he knows oh. the facts of life. My track record with the whole man-woman thing isn't, you know, I don't want to use the words tragic farce. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. the other thing okay okay sorry 16 year old that's what made me write that note down was because connor's 16 years old okay so angel's been around for three years and then two years before that he was on buffy so five years ago he was dating a 16 year old and now he has a 16 year old gross <laughs> baby sound babies super gross I have you're a vampire here's, here's, you're not in cats <laughs> here's, here's a quote from Stephen. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Pretty sure I heard him say that while they were tumbling onto the point room. <laughs> Which, according That's to this true. transcript, is spelled D U M E. Yeah, no, no, it's spelled D O O M. No, yeah. it, no, it's really written. It, it's actually a. You could see it on a. Uh, I don't know whatever they're standing next to. Oh, yeah. uh, spelled out D-U-M-E You're right okay. You fine. know that sinking feeling you get You sometimes get the morning after It arrived early <laughs> Oh man Too Burn. good That's Burn. when I like 
That's when I did like the whole Jerry Springer. Oh, like I literally <laughs> that I was like waving my fist. Oh you so jumped out of your chair, ran around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did a little dance and sat back down. It was so good. <laughs> All right. That it for quotes? Uh, you're the prince of lies. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Cordelia, Cordelia and Angel are upstairs trying out bedrooms. <laughs> for Angel's son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, this thanks. was fun. Uh, plug away. What do you got going on, man? I got too many things going on. Uh, first of all, I do a video game podcast with Matt Humphrey. It's called Matt is Wrong About Games. You guys playing uh, lots of Zelda? Uh, we're not playing any Zelda. We don't like oh. Nintendo. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, un- un- wrong about games. We're both correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're both wrong. Will and I do a podcast about the television series Spartacus, and that's called Spartacast. And we are recording this Friday night. We are starting the six-part uh, prequel series. Ooh. So that is exciting. Nice. Uh, in June, I've got Clone Dance Party coming back up. That's a uh, Orphan Black podcast. And then my main podcast is Couplecast. Couplecast.com. We started talking about Deadwood exhaustively, and now we're just covering HBO premieres. Every drama series, we're going to talk about the premieres. So we just released <laughs> Oz and From the Earth to the Moon, and then in like two weeks' time, we're going to be talking about The Sopranos and The Corner, and then after that, Six Feet Under, The Band of Brothers. So, hooplecast.com. Awesome. Six Feet Under, Robin. I know, I know. I know. I'm so busy these days. I'm, I'm already I'm already planning on not sending you feedback for the first return episode of Spartacast, and it's killing me. But I'm I'm, I'm very busy. Well, you don't need to sleep, do you? <laughs> sleep is for the week. I literally have my Google ca- Calendar planned out of what shows I'm watching in one day, so I really <laughs> do know I have no time to watch Spartacus right now. But in a couple weeks, I will, and I'll catch right. Yeah, up. maybe you could watch all of them like in one go. That maybe that'll be more enjoyable for you. Then yeah, you can maybe. send us feedback for the whole thoughts on the whole prequel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Robin. Yeah. Oh, uh, you wanted to ask me about uh, what me and Steph are doing. Uh, we're talking about popular. Uh, we don't want to wait. And uh, we're also re- celebrating the return of iZombie on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, here's uh, the closing bit. We got 44 episodes left next what? week. Yeah, 44. Wait, so this was the 100th episode? No. Not there are 144 episodes? No. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> Which show had 144 episodes? Was that Buffy? I'm thinking Buffy. Okay, never mind. So only 44 episodes left, huh? Yippers. That's awesome. Next week we um, begin season four. And uh, pretty cool enough that uh, the the season premiere is a two-part season premiere. So we'll be watching both parts of them. The first one's called Deep Down, and the second one's called Ground State. All right, Kim, predictions. Deep Down. Well, Deep Down has something to do with Angel. Yeah. Because it's deep down there. Or or Connor slash Deep Holt goes deep down in his heart to realize he made a mistake. And brings up his father. 
Um, yeah, I have no idea. I just want to know, like, <laughs> what's going to happen when they go back to the hotel and it's just Gun and Fred just chilling for like three days. Uh, hey, where is everybody? <laughs> I agree. Um, my prediction is, is as follows. Um, they are going to recast Angel and Cordelia. <laughs> you have read everything. <laughs> yeah, all body doubles. Next two seasons, you don't you don't quite see their faces ever. They're gonna Brandon Lee the fuck out of this season, you guys. Oh, <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I just want to know where does Gru go? He doesn't Gru goes know where world. he wants to go, where his heart takes him. Looks for a bush. <laughs> I believe there was already a scenario where he's he's gone to Vegas. He's helping Lorne out. Yeah. Guys, we better wrap this up before the Chicago police come on this podcast and just drag <laughs> us on out of here. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, um, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And namaste. So it's uh, too late now. <laughs> I'm still recording. Oh, yay. <laughs> namaste, uh, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Now I will tell you what I've done for you Fifty thousand tears I've cried Screaming, deceiving, and bleeding for you And you still won't hear me